Hey there, faculty and students. Welcome to the June 25th edition of our Curriculum Revolution 22 podcast. Updating and improving our curriculum includes a critical analysis and revision of our assessment strategy as well. And we wanted to take this opportunity to update the UMass Medical School community on that work to date, the strategic planning that goes into that, and the philosophy of our CR22 Longitudinal Progression and Assessment Team, which we affectionately call the LPAT team. So today I'm joined by the leaders of our CR22 LPAT team, Drs. Christine Wolf and Tracy Keedian. Thanks guys so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. So I figured we'll just jump right into the questions. And I, I wanted to start off by um, posing a question to Dr. Wolf, if that's okay. I want to talk a little bit about structure in process. So who, who's in this LPAC group and, and how are you all working together? Well, thanks for asking and definitely thank you for having us. Uh, so Tracy and I, we both work in the Center for Academic Achievement and we have the benefit of getting to work with a lot of students and faculty um, over the years. And so with that experience, we are really trying to help develop a longitudinal progression assessment team by working with also a large um, group of faculty and others that can really help us in this work. So some of the others on the team are the three pillar leaders, um, Trish uh, Manas Oft and uh, Mitch Kitkind, um, as well as Melissa Fisher, who's our Associate Dean of Undergraduate Medical Education. Also on the team is Deb DeMarco. She's the Associate Dean for Graduate Medical Education. Reed Evans, who's an Education Specialist in the Graduate Medical Education Program. Michelle Carlin works with the IREA as an Evaluation Coordinator. Um, Ashton Gunn is the Senior Project Manager, um, as well as several other students and residents who really bring a much needed perspective and attend whenever their schedules permit. They're obviously very busy. Um, but having such a talented group with this diverse representation has really been hugely beneficial for the team. Our goal has been to reimagine the assessment process and restructure it into a competency-based format. We have team members with a broad range of experience, such as Deb DeMarco, who can share the ACGME milestone detail process, and we would not be able to move forward into a contemporary assessment process without Ms. Kitkind, who brings health systems, science, learning objectives to the group. We really meet monthly and have tasks that are completed between meetings. We are drawing on valuable experience everyone brings to the team. The GME leaders and residents, as well as the other MDs on the team, are able to share how they assess the ACGME milestones aligned with those competencies that help us as we try to develop a similar system for undergraduate education. We also have an expert in HSS. Everyone on the team has insight that helps all of us meet our goals. We value our time together and really appreciate the dedication it takes to design a new system that will involve the entire curriculum. Thank you, Christine. I um, see that it's been a really thoughtful sort of composition of this group. And I love how you're reflecting all three pillars of the new curriculum and bringing in the GME leaders too, because it's so important that we see undergraduate medical education as part of this continuum. So Tracy, my next question is for you. Are, are there overarching or guiding principles that you guys are using um, for this work of building a new assessment strategy? There absolutely are, that's a great question. And that's the place that we're working from as we get started. We're aiming to develop a holistic 
longitudinal and competency-based assessment program for UMass. We want students to see how their skills are progressing over time in essential areas. And in order to figure out what areas to assess or what is essential, we reviewed some national standards from many associations related to medical education, such as the NBME, the AAMC, the ACGME, and our own UMass competencies. Students will be considered ready when they've achieved these standards or these competencies and they can show this. Our goal for students is to have multiple opportunities to show development over time and to get specific feedback from professionals that can guide them to the next level of proficiency. So we're looking for a transparent process where the student is aware and they can get their own, guide their own education towards the experience in the curriculum, towards experiences in the curriculum, and in order to meet their goals of becoming a competent and professional physician upon graduation. I love that. So it sounds like what I'm hearing is you've, you've stuck with the traditional UMass medical school competencies rather than considering a switch to other strategies that other medical schools use like entrustable professional activities uh, um, or redesigning our educational outcomes. Can, can you speak a little bit to that decision around staying with the previously defined UMMS competencies? Yeah, we did. And, you know, I'm not sure that that's what we had expected when we first started with this. We looked very, very broadly um, for a set of competencies which could accurately represent what UMass medical students are and what they should be learning in our new curriculum. You know, it was important to know what was going on nationally and everywhere else. We looked at the AAMC EPAs, um, the AAMC quality improvement and patient safety competencies, the USMLE physician tasks and competencies the ACGME core competencies. And then we looked at our own UMMS competencies. And we also reviewed health system science and diversity inclusion and anti-racism guidelines. We really wanted to look at it all because we figured this was an amazing opportunity to start from scratch and build you know, the best that we could build. And unsurprisingly, there was nothing that was absolutely perfect as is. So it turned out there was no set of learning objectives that was well articulated for medical education as our own UMS competencies. They had been relatively recently updated in 2018 and they reflect the values of our own institution. They're written using the language of our values, physician as professional, et cetera. And our team methodically reviewed all of the other guidelines to see if there were other important objectives reflected elsewhere that we should add or include, so we compared ours to everything else we could find um, to see what we were missing, what needed to be updated, regard, particularly with regards to both health system science and equity and racial bias in medical education. And because of this review, we are proposing um, a new competency um, authored by Mitch Gitkin titled Physician as Health Systems Navigator. And we're in the process of developing that competency in order to officially propose it to the EPC. That's really exciting. And it sounds like you guys certainly did your homework looking at what's happening elsewhere and what the trends are in UME um, assessment strategies. Christine, does the LPAT group plan to or already have identified some behavioral anchors for these competencies um, that, that we have decided to stick with? Yeah, I think the team believe that the UMF competencies and subcompetencies really needed to be clarified so that faculty and students could understand how to display the skills necessary to show competence. Uh, the team developed milestones that were aligned with the sub-competencies, 
which we believe allow everyone involved in medical education to have a sense of how students can display that they've learned the skills necessary to graduate from medical school. The development of milestones with associated behavioral characteristics was important to the team because we wanted our system to model the GME system. Um, so this new process will allow students to be well-versed and focusing on milestones in order to meet program goals. As you know, when residents are working in the field, they will also be evaluated by others who will note if their behaviors reflect that they meet milestones in various competencies. Thank you. I also heard Tracy reference this new health system science, um, physician as healthcare system navigator competency. Um, can you speak a little bit to that perhaps and um, how this might correspond to assessment in this domain? Absolutely. And we really uh, appreciate Mitch's efforts in this because he is an expert and is very aware of national trends and terminology and the area of focus where we needed to go. So we do believe that the soon to be proposed physician and healthcare system navigator competency shows UMS students and faculty the university's awareness of the importance of displaying competence and how to work effectively within the healthcare system. This understanding of the healthcare system will allow our students to provide necessary support to patients, families, and members of interprofessional teams. This competency will lead to the evaluation of essential skills like quality improvement, informatics, population health and health equity, and systems thinking. Thank you. Back to you, Tracy. I had a question for you about learner portfolios, which I've heard you mention in a couple different forums. What are these and, and sort of how do you envision this in our new curriculum? Are there even IT products for this purpose? I'm interested in your thoughts on learner portfolios. Yeah, so portfolios in this context are sort of a collection of the records of a learner's achievements and they, they should be thought of in that broad sense. So recently they're mostly electronic. They will, include, they will include grades and board scores and sort of hard things like that, but they're also you know, uploads of PowerPoint presentations that learners create, posters, photos, records of their awards, documents of letters, anything that they've achieved that represent their progress towards their goal, which is competency to graduate. So the team, our team is considering using portfolios as a part of, or maybe a record of the longitudinal assessment process. So the team realizes that course assessments and assignments will provide a wealth of information at specific points in time, and that grades will be is going to be a large part of this longitudinal assessment process. However, the teams also identified a need to evaluate how students maintain and strengthen their skills as they move towards graduation. We understand that some of the skills skills are not easily captured through grades and assignments. But with a portfolio, assessments data can be divided up by overall competency so that the student and whoever is helping the student can see how they're developing as a scientist and as a professional, which are two of the categories of our competencies. So our team is open to lots of options to measure how students develop from new learners to those who are competent and move towards residencies. And our team is going to be thinking broadly and holistically and working with course directors regarding what information can demonstrate that achievement in each milestone. As we gain that understanding, we're going to be able to design that portfolio, proce portfolio process. Um, you know, some of the products such as PeopleSoft um, do contain a portfolio that we may not be using yet. 
Um, we're ideally going to try to work with what we already have or own if it meets our needs rather than try to get something new. Um, and we, don't, we haven't necessarily figured that out yet. We'll work closely with IT about the various technological options available. Um, we want the entire longitudinal assessment process, including the portfolio to be organized, manageable, understandable for anyone who uh, needs to work with it. And speaking of which, follow-up question, who do you imagine would be looking at the portfolios? Is this some sort of competency committee like we see in residency programs? Or are we talking about developing coaches? Um, who would this cohort or body be that is, is assessing learners over time and looking at those portfolios? Yeah, we anticipate that any longitudinal process is going to require a team-based approach, some sort of oversight. Um, we want students to know that they need to demonstrate competency um, students will show progress in different areas and different rates based on their own talents. Um, their portfolios are going to help them see how they're progressing. Um, it's important to know that the universe, that the goals that the university has for them and that they have staff available and faculty available to show them support throughout their time. We're not sure who's going to wind up doing that at this point. You know, ideally, um, existing faculty, existing teams, existing coaching systems that we have can be modified to provide that support. Um, but we don't know how, what, in what form that's going to take place, but we do believe that it's going to require some sort of team committee system. So our LFPAT team is going to work closely with the leadership to try to establish that. That makes sense. Work in progress. Um, one more question for you, Tracy, and then I'm going to circle back to Christine. Can you talk about some of the clinical years considerations as you um, reconsider our assessment strategies? Do you envision traditional clerkship grading uh, as an example? Uh, do you think that will stick around after curriculum revolution goes forward? Yeah, there's this exciting options for growth here. Um, we're working closely with those involved in clinical assessment to develop some comprehensive processes to evaluate students and show their growth over time. Again, the emphasis is competency-based and longitudinal and holistic. Um, so we've been talking about some new OSCE processes that are not as tied to specific clerkships, but rather aligned with students growing their clinical skills over time. Um, and it would be interesting to expand the fund of knowledge or the cognitive assessment in clerkships beyond just the NBME self exam or the NBME subject exam. And our team is going to be happy to work with clerkship directors on developing some new strategies. That is really exciting stuff. Um, Christine, how would you like to link with the build teams? How does LPAT want to coordinate and work with the build teams uh, revamping the curriculum? Well, we are very much looking forward to working with build teams. We know they are very busy. They've been working diligently to develop their classes, and they're really starting now to consider how they're going to assess those objectives that they've designed. Um, we uh, have attended many Clerkship Revolution meetings that have faculty. We've learned a lot about what they're doing and their overall curricular goals, but we certainly are not experts in what they are fine-tuning for their classes. So now that we have a stronger sense of the UMMS competencies and some competencies, now we have behavioral characteristics that are connected to milestones. We now have more details to share with these faculty as they develop their class plans and assessments. So we're really excited to learn more about their classes and how we can connect with them. We know the foundational course directors will need to link their exams to the competency milestones 
And that's a lot of work. So we want to partner with them to make sure that it's as smooth of a process as possible in order to diversify the method of assessments and the foundational years as much as possible. We want to work with the course directors on their problem-based learning content, their small groups, and other assignments to find other opportunities for student assessment beyond traditional exams. And as Tracy shared, a lot of these are things that maybe we could include in a portfolio that wouldn't necessarily be a grade from their particular class. So we're really excited to learn about how they're redesigning the courses and how our longitudinal assessment process can connect with that in a meaningful way. Well, I wanna thank you both. This was really informative to me, although I have been participating in some of this work, just hearing you put it all together and hearing about your philosophy and strategy for overhauling our assessment system has been really informative. So thank you for taking the time out of your day to speak with me and the podcast audience about this. Is there anything you wanna add before we close here? Um, uh, thank you so much for having us. This was, um, this was a great opportunity to communicate. Um, we're looking forward to feedback, both from course directors and students. Um, if people have questions or um, are interested in the direction this is going in, we would really appreciate people getting in touch. Well, thank you both so much again. And thank you to our audience for listening to this week's edition of the CR22 podcast.